Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, August the 13th, 2020. Unfortunately, it's not 2021. We're still in 2020. We've got some time to go. And so why not kill us some of that time by talking about video games and getting as many penis analogies in there as possible? We have a great show for you uh, lined up again this week, as always. Uh, Mr. Black, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm kind of having a bit of a, a sl- it's a slack day. Oh, oh, what does that mean? You're only going to stream for uh, nine hours instead of 19? No, what is, what does even, that mean? I mean, I haven't streamed yet today. I'm huh. probably going to, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to do it after this, but, uh, yeah, I had some voiceover work that I had to do that didn't take that long, but. I went out for a drive. I got my car back, so I went out for a drive. It's so hot out today, dude. The humidity um, today is fucking insane. bonkers. I I stood outside. I was on my back deck at like 10 a.m. and it felt like, you know, it was it it was hot. Well, I can tell it, you, we have a thermometer on our back deck, and at about 11 o'clock this morning, it was 32 in the shade. Wow. Yeah. And that that thermometer doesn't account for humidity. I stood I stood out on the back deck. I took one step outside. And I fucking hit by a wall. I swear to God, it was pushing 40. If it wasn't 40 degrees today, I don't know what the fuck it was. But it was 32 in the shade. So, and it was an easy 38 with the humidity. Because it's been, I mean, it was bordering on hard to breathe outside. It was so humid. So, thank God we got, uh, um, we got the, you know, the heat pump upstairs. Because Nan would be shit out of luck uh, if we had that much humidity in the house i wouldn't even want that hum- much humidity in the house my my fucking office gets bad enough i'm in the basement upstairs would be a, a death trap uh, if we didn't have the heat pump uh, and speaking of which i'm edging closer and closer we've got only what two weeks let's call it three probably about three weeks and uh the heat pump will be installed Aww. right back there uh, are you doing it in your main like your your room room yeah yeah that's good yeah uh because you know whoever gets this house in the future whether i'm taking it uh or buying it out for my parents or we sell it there'll be two one for the upstairs that does the entire upstairs and then this one down here that will do the majority of the living space yeah. obviously you'll remember down here obviously not as up as open as upstairs yeah. um so it won't be as effective as the one upstairs for the rest of the basement but um, we are going to, um, open up the doorway in here another like four, four or five, maybe six inches and make it a much bigger door. And then the heat pump being back there, it's going to literally just blow straight down the hallway if yep. the door is open. And then yep. otherwise we're just going to close the door up and then this room will be livable because streaming in here is, uh, nah. a challenge. It's nah. 30 degrees. 
Yeah, uh, nice. and, and just, I've adjusted to it a bit, but I get so tired so early in the day from just being in a 30 degree room all the time that, uh, yeah, I, like, I, I didn't want to spend the money cause it's a shitload Bruh. of money to put a heat pump in, Bruh. But, but after it's, it's in, I'm not going to care about the money anymore. Bro, fuck the money. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're going to be a lot more productive when you actually have a room that you're not dying in. Yeah. It'll yeah. uh, it'll feel a lot better. So anyway, we uh, we got a great show lined up. But before we do, I have to hear Jeff say the famous words. Jeff, how was your week? Uh, it was uh, same old same, man. Yeah. Not, nothing is nothing other than getting the car back. Nothing. I got the car back, and that's that's really about it, man. I've just been grinding hard, so yeah. it's just been RP's been good. Yeah, it's been good. Everything's fantastic, good. fantastic. Uh, yeah, I this last week um, has been basically just playing some games while I was writing and recording the Mario review. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that done. Mark did the video. We're done as of last night. So now I'm just waiting. Nikki just has to, um, I'm adding another badge to the site for writing. I didn't have one originally because I thought that, that characters and story would have covered the umbrella for writing. But then when I played paper Mario and the writing itself specifically was so fucking good, I was like, all right, well, fuck now we need a badge for this. And so that that's like a 30 second thing for him. But, you know, tracking down Nikki for 30 seconds can sometimes be a challenge. He's a busy man. And so as, man. as soon as that's up, we'll get the review up and that will be done. And that will be on to, uh, on to the next. But in the meanwhile, I've been playing Warzone, which we're going to talk a little bit later, uh, is a broken mess right now. Uh, and some Fall Guys, played some Fall Guys, uh, which also a broken mess. But more understandably so for Fall Guys then for Warzone. Um, and that's been, that's been about the sum total of it. Uh, oh, the, oh, well, last thing, not game related, but it was, it was a very good family day uh, here yesterday because miraculously, and probably for the last time, but we got my grandmother into the car. It's the first time she's been to the front of the house in about four years. Uh, out the front door, we got her in, in my other grandmother's, uh, transfer chair. We literally carried her down the stairs and out the front door and got her to see, you know, the garden and stuff out front. Then we got her into the car for the first time in probably six years Damn. and drove down to my aunt and uncle's place or the, where they bought their, what's their retirement home, you know, not an actual retirement home, but you know what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the home they're retiring in down, uh, on the water. Um, and, uh, she wanted desperately to be able to see the house and be able to see down there again. And so we somehow, we changed, like the doctor came in, we changed the meds to keep her blood pressure high enough when she's sitting upright for long enough. And it was just enough time to get her in the car, down, see the house, see the water, get in the car, drive back, get back in bed. There's literally, it was like fucking clockwork. But we mm. made it happen, and so Nova Nan got to see the outside of the house and stuff because she's been, you know, she's getting more and more tired. Blood pressure's harder and harder to keep normal. Zero pain, appetite's great, but her mobility is like zero now. Like, she can't, we used to be able to walk behind her with her walker, and she was good. Now she, her legs are just shot. There's no more strength in her legs. So mm. when we get her in and out around the house, we're literally, dad or I are literally picking her up off the bed and putting her into the chair and wheeling her around, and so we're in the next phase of home care with Nan, but uh, it was a good day, nevertheless, getting her uh, down there. It's good. And that's been my week. And now we get to talk about video games. Jeff, you ready to talk about video games? I'm ready. First up, 
Dr. Disrespect. Mm. Last week, when we were in the middle of our podcast, he went live he on did. YouTube. Uh, and I can't remember if that was his actual stream or just the one where he put up a three-hour teaser <laughs> of the, 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 the gas station scene. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that it was, was the teaser. The, the teaser one, it and then was. he came, it went live the next morning. On Friday, cause you're right, because I did watch, I watched the, the stream, I watched like the first 20 minutes of the stream yeah. on Friday. And so, uh, so yeah, on Thursday was just a teaser, there was like 400,000 people showed up to a teaser. <laughs> uh, it was just like the, the gas station with the, you know, his, his now, uh, is now part of his identity, the fucking Lamborghini, uh, out front. And uh, occasionally in the background, you'd hear on the radio, like him doing a skit. Like it was a fucking Eminem CD skit uh, of uh, him talking with a, uh, a radio guy um, loosely about the Twitch thing. And then mm. he was playing that song that he did uh, called <laughs> It's that. Out of My Hands. I... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's out of my hands. I don't even know. Name. I don't even know how it goes. But it's like, literally fucking... a song about 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 his situation with Twitch. I don't, yeah, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's out of my hands. I don't know what it was, but he's like, he's off key. It's totally. And, like, it's, it's like, dude, it's, it's fucking so, perfect. Oh, it's it's it's. No, the amount, the amount of fucking hype built around just uh, those two things was insane. So he goes into Friday, (laughs) he goes live on Friday and then the opening like five minutes was just like a, a movie production that was unreal. I don't even know if he put it up that you could watch later on or not, but anyway, it was like a legitimate fucking movie production. His editor went all out. On the first five minutes of this bad boy, bro, and then, his his editor and the people that does his fucking shit, bro, they level. better be getting they better be getting paid good because you know there is there is just a mart uh, as part of that brand as 100%. doctors. Oh, uh, you know they're getting paid well, bro, because look at the work they're producing. They're it's not, crazy. They're not producing that work for pennies. I can tell you that nah, much. Nah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then he just went into like a regular stream where he kind of like just dicked around a bit because he'd never streamed on YouTube before. And so uh, like he was having some issues because I'm going to be real with you guys. Streaming on YouTube is ass. It's like not good. The, like the, obviously the, the, the upshot is that you are likely to get more viewers if you have a big YouTube channel already. The yeah. downside is the back end for streaming on that site is the worst of any. I bet you Facebook is even find, better. I also find when you're streaming on YouTube, they push you out more to your subscribers. Probably. Like as you're as you're streaming, like people st- start seeing that you're live. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely different than when you upload videos. It's definitely different. Well, um, yeah, because otherwise, like I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know how they how they do it exactly, but I know it's it's yeah. Anyway, it's it is different for sure, and he had some issues. But anyway, he got over that, and then he he had like he averaged I think over four hundred thousand viewers for the entire stream. Like uh, yeah. just uh, every time I looked at it, it was four hundred plus thousand viewers. I mean, it's to be expected. You know what I mean? Like especially with that type of mystery around his stuff, like tons of people going there not only to see him back, but a lot of people are there to see what he's going to say. Yeah, so you know. I expected the numbers to be very high early on. And then he addressed, or 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 addressed in the way that you would imagine he would, the ban right up front. 
He got that yeah. shit out of the way immediately. And so I thought at that point that the concurrent viewers over time would decay quite a bit, probably into like the 200,000 or 100 and something thousand viewers. And it just didn't. It just yeah, kept... Well, I, I just think because there's so many people that were tuning in. Yeah, like, over time. People people were leaving and new people were, you know, pooling in yeah. and pooling in and leaving and pooling oh, in. Oh, the stream had like 2 million Listen, views because you can go there after and yeah. see. So 2 million views. So there was a fair I amount. Mean, Shroud came back, did the same thing. You know, it's, he had front page Twitch attention though. That is the true. entire time, and he did not stay at 400k for very long. In fact, when I tuned in, he was down into the into the 200s. Not no. that that's exactly a fucking bad number, but it wasn't quite the same. But that was that was to be expected. Doc has a lot around him right now, in terms of like you said, people want to know what happened. Um, honestly. He's a better hype man than anyone else in the fucking game, so it doesn't shock me as well. And then his YouTube is huge. So when you go live, and you have uh, you have uh, the, the hype train the day before, it's going to be massive. And then he, he's gone live more times afterwards. He's still doing um, big uh, big numbers when he's going live now, and it's probably going to stay that way. I, I, when people were t- uh, coming and telling me, not that, you know, I always love when people come and tell me <laughs> that these people are alive. Like, we think... Literally anyone that's in the streaming business knows when one of these guys has gone live for the first time on any platform. Yeah, and but, I'll be honest, I really don't give a fuck either. It's actually kind of annoying when like people are like. People I understand why people do it, but it's like yeah, but it's like everyone you know, knows. Yeah, it's just like you know, you're gonna come here and spam in the chats that Doc is live. You're literally telling viewers to leave one stream to go and check out, you know, a spectacle stream. Yeah, it's kind of just fucking annoying. Um, and it's another reason why they have so many viewers. Doc goes live, Shroud goes live, Ninja goes live, and there's so much controversy around all three of these streamers, Shroud being the less, simply because you know people wanted to know where Shroud was going. We all figured. We called it out. Yeah, Shroud Switch. at Twitch and Ni- Doc, Ninja. I, I think Ninja and Doc will both be at YouTube. I don't see Ninja coming back, but who knows? Um, but definitely, obviously, Doc is there. But there is, there's that, that's another reason why so many so many people saw these guys stream. You couldn't go to any stream on Twitch, whether it is a summit stream or a stream the size of this podcast. When Doc went live, when Ninja goes live, when Shroud goes live, people are spamming it in every single channel on Twitch. And then people are going to go inherently go and check it out. So yep. like it's just free marketing as well like it, at the at the highest of level. So, yeah. you know, I'm honestly dude <laughs> this, this this might this might come uh, sound like I'm a bit of a hater cuz I'm definitely not and you know me. I'm all about I I celebrate people's success. I yeah, love yeah. when people are hustling and grinding, but I'm going to be 100% honest. I really don't give a fuck about Doc Shroud Ninja any of these guys, I'm over it. It was exciting and it was fun and it was something new like a year and a half ago when all this shit started going down and streamers started making money and and it was news. But now it's being it's being drug dragged through the mud and basically they're playing the game, bro. They're playing the system and everybody like a violin is just fucking falling for it. And they're only making more millions and millions and millions, which I am for. Go and make your money. But my fucksometer on how many viewers Doc gets, if he gets if he gets fifty thousand or a million, 
I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I actually don't care. It's not even news to me. And even more so when there's so much speculation and drama and and all this other bullshit around. People are saying, oh, I know why he's banned. And no, no, you don't. And Doc's saying, oh, I still don't fucking know why I'm my contract has been breached. And I come on like this is everybody's just falling for this shit, bro. That's what it is, man. It's they're playing the game, dude. And the only the only the only entity that has quite literally given zero fucks and has stayed like say uh uh their ground they haven't changed anything throughout this whole process there's one entity it's twitch they don't come out and say nothing they don't fucking care they're like or if if they do care they're not saying much publicly if at all and they're letting everybody else run their fucking circus and they're just like eh it is what it is he's gone i ain't saying nothing or oh is ninja coming back oh i don't who knows it's it's crazy. The only people that are benefiting from this are the are the streamers. You know, Ninja going live on Twitch, Ninja going live on YouTube. Dude, I've been seeing people tweet out dumb fucking shit. They have no idea what these guys are doing, bro. Ninja right now is for sure publicly going out, seeing how much his numbers are and going to both tables and trying to get a deal. That's what it is, bro. People are, people are like, oh, man, Ninja. Nin- I can't believe Ninja doesn't have his partnership back yet. And Shroud got his partnership. It's like, bro, if Ninja wanted a partnership, he'd just go and ask for it. They'll just give it to them. Twitch has got nothing to lose. What Twitch don't probably want to do is give him $30 million to come back after he left to take a massive payday that he didn't even have to do his contract out. And then what? Pay him again? And after all the shit that he talked? And all the passive aggressive shit that Ninja did on on top of that, oh, Twitch doesn't want to do that. Twitch isn't going to look like they they're going to be the loser here, and they're going to like fold because the reality is is Twitch doesn't need them. Twitch doesn't need Shroud. Twitch doesn't need Doc. If they needed Doc, they they wouldn't have banned him. <laughs> they would have been like they would have done what they do for everybody else, and they would have been like, oh no no, swept it on the rug, kept something secret, nothing would have been came out right. But they're they're literally showing you. That I, we don't need these motherfuckers. And now they don't need them even more because Mixer's gone. They're done. Like the competition that started all of this, essentially, is gone, folded. And Twitch is sitting in the background going, <laughs> told you so. And the only ones that won was Ninja and Shroud. And a couple of the other ones that re-signed with Facebook probably for double their deal or whatever it is, right? When they got paid out and then went back over, took another paycheck. So yeah, I'm just, I'll be honest with you. I'm, uh, I'm just over this shit, bro. Like, I just don't care. I'd rather talk about, uh, streamers that are out here on the grind, you know, and having some breakthrough stuff like that shit excites me more than watching these $60 million contract streamers, $30 million contract streamers, uh, make these social media posts and, and bait people and, and, and just racking more money. It's like, bro, I get it. I'm, Congratulations. Like I was the first person to say you guys won, but now I'm just over it. I'm over like the the media, the 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 I know it's clickbaity stuff and it brings views. I I mean I get the game, but I'm just like my my timeline. I just I I it's starting to it's starting to look like this shit. It's starting to get to me like uh like the Sims get me 
on on Twitter where I don't I, I think I follow maybe three chicks that like legitimately post up some like selfies and you know uh you know whatever they do but yet my entire feed is filled with dudes liking chicks uh selfies and all this other shit uh and, and only fans pages and shit like that bro i'm actually starting to see more drama related with this shit than i am the simpins i'm over it that's my two cents um yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, I guess, yes. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I'm interested insofar as that, uh, insofar as that these guys are still the ones, yes, they're the ones benefiting the most from it, but, um, what these guys are doing and continue to do, especially with Mixer being gone from a business standpoint, is still, uh, is still pretty much setting the bar for what other people who are coming up in the system. Uh, can model themselves after in, in terms of getting their money. Because right now, they are the only ones really getting the their money. money. And yeah. uh, and so it's it's something to follow because uh, they're the only ones getting the money. That like that like That's pretty much it. I, like, you say that they don't, you know, Twitch doesn't need them. I, I mean, that's, I guess that's true to a point, but I mean, um, but I Bro, mean. If Ninja, Doc, and Shroud all went to YouTube and got paid a bagillion dollars. Mm. Twitch is not affected at this point. They really aren't like it's, it's actually, it's just, it's the reality of it. Like the people that are watching these guys on Twitch are still going to watch other people on Twitch. And yeah, sure. They're losing out on some money and not a small amount of it, but just like the UFC, a new star will be born. A new line of uh, uh, streamers will be there. And the ones that are just underneath Shroud, Doc, Ninja, they're going to become the new Shroud, Doc, and Ninja in terms of notoriety. I mean, there's only one Shroud, Doc, and Ninja, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At, I think at the end of the day, Twitch is so big and competition has been demolished so badly that Twitch, I mean, yeah, you can make the argument, well, you know, if you if you have that, state of mind where or that point of view where oh you know twitch doesn't need their top streamers uh i mean if everybody left they'd be fucked well of course but i mean you lose two three five of them it it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt them at face value what it does is that it what it does do is that it um is that it plants a seed in the mind of everyone else in the platform big or small that there are more options to be successful than yep. just Twitch. That's what hurts them the most. It hurts them as a brand from a, on a content creator's side, not the viewership side. The viewership is the viewership is the viewership. We all no. know how lazy viewers are. No fucking offense, but y'all motherfuckers are lazy. We talked about it in the past. You won't go to yeah. a different fucking URL. You could have a fucking, you could have a bookmarked, on your godforsaken fucking home bar, and you still won't click on the thing because it's a different website because everyone hates change and they don't want to have to look. It's just the way it is. It's why that YouTube viewership is dramatically different from Twitch viewership, which was dramatically different from Hitbox, which is dramatically different from fucking uh, Mixer. It's all different. It's all yep. different because people are, are used to their own ecosystems and that's it. Everyone's just too lazy. So, like, you'll get the, the 20 to 30% that are, like, 
specifically supporters of that content creator that will follow them around, and then the rest are there and they enjoy them, but they don't enjoy them enough to leave the platform that they watch other content creators on. That's the reality of uh, of the system. So for Twitch, it doesn't hit them as hard in the viewership so much as uh, obviously the upfront hit to the pocket in terms of the uh, of the monthly subscriptions that they'd be losing out on with these guys. So much as it just hurts them as a brand from a content creator standpoint, whereby people look at four or five of the biggest fucking streamers on the website going somewhere else and continuing to have success, or in Doc's instance, more success. If Doc if Doc holds down on YouTube north of two hundred thousand fucking viewers a pop, eighty thousand. He's already uh, yeah. If he, he does, counts. if he does, if he does, if he does eighty thousand, he's already he's, almost tripling his average concurrent on Twitch, and yes. his money is going to go through the fucking roof. So, yeah. when people see that somebody as big as Doc, as big as Shroud, if Shroud decided to go somewhere else, as big as Ninja, does that well or better on another platform, then it's going to plant that seed in the mind. It doesn't mean that they're going to do it. But what it does do is it just makes them look at Twitch differently. Because up until recently, even with YouTube being in the mix for a couple of years now, the content creators from the streaming space have just looked at Twitch as the de facto fuck. That's the show. That's the you. Yeah. You can I mean, have any color you want as long I mean, as it's black. Like that's still kind of is. Like you know the the YouTube streaming is working for a few because they've already uh, dedicated years and years and years to the YouTube channel and they've they've got a big following there. You know, Doc is getting hundreds of thousands of views on his videos, and Ninja's getting millions of views on his videos. His but fan many, base is already his fan base is already conditioned to go yes. there and watch stuff, opposed but, to somebody that doesn't that doesn't have a YouTube channel that yeah. just start up a YouTube channel one day and then well, and then start streaming on YouTube. It's just going to be well. You know, if you're starting, if you're looking at starting fresh on either platform, you're fucked. No matter which pla- which platform you go to, they're both. They're I mean, both I could, in the weeds. I could start streaming on on my YouTube channel, and I wouldn't even pull half the amount of viewers that I pull in. Yes, uh, right now, right. So, but like the thing, the thing is, the thing is, is that from a bigger streamer's perspective. How many of the bigger streamers, especially in the in the competitive space, aren't already operating a YouTube channel that have a substantial number of people going there on a daily basis? We're not talking about people that are like my size on Twitch that don't have a YouTube channel looking at YouTube and going, fuck me, that's the place to go. It's more of the people who are who are established, who have YouTube channels who are posting there with some some form of regularity mm. that are on Twitch, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the majority of the top streamers on the website, that's them. Because if you aren't leveraging YouTube and you're somebody pulling down 50,000 fucking viewers a stream, what are you fucking doing with yourself? You're, you're literally pissing away money and opportunity. So they all have it. They have video editors. They have fucking social media managers all running that shit on the back end, putting stuff, highlight clips. Look at me mm. playing Fall Guys. Look at me playing Warzone. Look at me playing chess. Look at me playing with myself. It doesn't really matter. It all goes up on YouTube because even if they only get 50,000 views a video, that's more fucking revenue than they would have had otherwise. And it grows their shit for sponsorships uh, that they're going to want to see numbers for because YouTube is still a powerful fucking sponsorship pull. In fact, YouTube is probably still a far more superior sponsorship pull than Twitch. Yeah. So pretty, pretty close. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's not 
It's yeah, definitely not going to hurt yeah, them for viewers, but more just that that seed. In the yeah. same vein, we had Shroud come back to Twitch, like we mentioned in the midst of all the dog stuff. Had lots of viewers went down. He was on the front page the whole day. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to be as big, mostly for a, a number of factors. Uh, but Shroud's fine. He's going to come back to Twitch. He did sign a deal. Looked into it. He did sign. So there yeah, was yeah. money involved. Um, oh, yeah, so he got he got another paycheck. He I comes mean, back to Twitch. Pay- it's a good pickup for Twitch because, you know, Shroud is like just a good dude. Yeah. Um, he's zero talented, drama. Zero drama. He did everything the right way. And yeah, yeah good on him. Yeah, good exactly. Him. So, uh, and he changed his branding as well, which I thought was interesting. He obviously felt like he needed a, a fresh start and just hit the reset button. You see his goatee and all the memes from that uh, needs to fucking go. The, from that. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I looked at that shit. And I, was, I was like, wait, is that Shroud? Yeah. Okay. Daddy Shroud came to Twitch. (laughs) Um, But my God, if he can grow a beard that thick everywhere, he just needs to grow a a full beard. Yeah, full beard. That style of goatee is basically reserved for serial killers and pedophiles. It's pretty much the only two people (laughs) that use that style of goatee. Nobody else uses that style of goatee. So just grow the full beard and fucking be done with it. Um, But yeah, it was good to see him back. And he was playing Valorant, of course. Um, I'm not a fan of his new branding, but that's not going to affect anything anyway. Not, not going to fucking bother anyone. I thought the branding looked like it was like a, a fucking, um, Fiverr.com branding deal they put on there, but, um, he did it anyway. Uh, and then what was really weird, and I'm sure there's a reason for it they probably talked about, but uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but he was streaming at 720p, 3000 kilobit. And I, I was very confused because I, like, there's no functional reason I can think of other than Twitch telling him that you're probably going to have a lot of viewers and we don't want our servers to blow up, so please stream at this. That's actually probably, that's probably it, honestly. Um, it was just weird. Uh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what that was. And you want to know what the crazy thing is? Is, I don't think anybody really gave a fuck. <laughs> well, no, because he was playing Valorant and, and it looked fine, right? There's nothing there. It, it doesn't matter. Like, if he uh, was playing Warzone at that, it would look like dog shit, but Valorant is so flat that it doesn't really affect it much. It was just, I was just, it just struck me, because it was like, Shroud's set up and his internet and everything is so good, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And that was, that was it. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's probably the half a million, uh, you know, viewer spike that Does Twitch going, please about. God, don't yeah. fuck the whole site up. So, anyway, that happened. Next up, actual gaming news, and the biggest news this week, as far as I'm concerned, Halo Infinite officially... Delayed until twenty twenty one. I said, didn't I say? I was convinced that Microsoft would not let them do that because if they don't, they have zero killer apps to launch the console with in November. Zero. Less than one. Goose egg. And so I thought to myself, Microsoft would rather die on the hill of having a mediocre to less than mediocre Halo game launch with a console than launch with nothing and suffer whatever it was that was going to be delaying Halo. So you know what this tells me is that the game is as bad or worse than we thought. Because there's no universe that Microsoft sits down and says, okay, well, you know, our showing wasn't all that strong but let's just go ahead with it. It has to be catastrophic. Like Ragnarok, end of yeah. the world, bad. 
Like we're talking, we're talking so bad they could have sat down and decided whether or not they were going to fucking refresh the whole damn game bad. Um, the rumors about them not having multiplayer done in time for the release and then having that separated and then, uh, them coming out and saying that wasn't true. I guess it was probably only not so true insofar as that the whole game is being delayed and not just multiplayer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I think the game, I think what they, what they showed, um, is what they had. They realized that it was not going over well at all. And they said, Oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, we got to make some changes, but Hey, let's put out some fires here first. Tell everybody this was, you know, because of the Rona or whatever. And we just didn't have, you know what we needed. And, uh, oh, and by the way, free to play. Did I tell you that it's going to be free to play? I know I didn't mention that in my actual presentation, but yeah, it'll be uh, free. It'll be free to play. And then once everybody was like, oh, okay, okay, all right, you know what? I don't hate you as much now, okay? Then they're going to slide in. Oh, by the way, now we're delaying. And this is where they go and they they uh, redo a whole fuckload of stuff, bro. Because this game was not, this game this game was probably, like you said, was probably ready to go uh, until they showed people and they said, whoa, we better not put this out or... Our franchise is actually dead now. Like it's, we are, this is the show. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I think happened. Yeah, dude, that, that was just, that was just, I didn't think Microsoft would fucking do it. I was so convinced because their Microsoft's footing going into this launch is not good. No. PlayStation doesn't have any first-party killer apps launching really with the console either, other than, like, the Spider-Man game, which is really just a revisiting of an already existing Spider-Man game. But that doesn't matter because their their momentum is so much better. Whoa. Oh, it's double. I'm talking to myself now. We lost Jeff on the call. Are you still there, Jeff? I'll just talk to myself now. You can see the rest of my room. You can see Kermit back there. You see that? Not bad. I am back. Welcome back. <laughs> I accidentally clicked the wrong button. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so... Uh, PlayStation's position, is, like we talked about many times before now, is so strong from this gen that they don't have to have a crazy good start with games and everything. They've already mentioned a bunch of games that are first party coming out or or exclusives that people are looking forward to where Microsoft continues to put out kind of disappointing news about first party exclusives because it's getting muddied in the waters with Game Pass and PC releases and you know the reality of Microsoft really just focusing on selling software on any platform they can get it on versus relying on selling Xboxes to sell the software. Yeah, which is Microsoft's unique position in this game because they have Windows and they have relationship with um, with uh, other platforms on their operating system that allows them to do this kind of shit. Sony doesn't have that luxury, um, and that seems to be Microsoft's thing. They're really just focusing on Game Pass, and so now that Halo is delayed, and I think we all knew that it needed to be delayed. It was just uh, I just fucking didn't I I didn't think. I knew I knew 343 probably knew it needed to be, but I didn't think yeah. Microsoft would let them. And maybe the reaction that they got 
was what Microsoft saw and said, okay, maybe, yeah, we do need to yeah. do this thing. And so. I also think, and I also think that like this is probably the time to do the things that you don't want to do because you actually have a legitimate excuse. Yeah, you have a bit of an everybody uh um that that everybody's kind of in, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like with here. the with the with with Rona, obviously, most of the game developers have have that. And it's a legitimate out. Uh, I don't think in Halo's case, it is the majority uh, contributor to why the game is in the state that it's in right now. I think that the game was already going to be on the rocks without Rona. Mm. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, and we talked about that before too, and and we know that. Excuse me. At the very least, they hit the reset button on the story. And gameplay uh, to a degree at some point because of the reaction to Halo 5. Yep. And here's my, I don't even think it's a hot take, but here's my opinion, Jeff. Three, mm, give, four, me the hot take. give me the hot take, Adam. 343 Industries doesn't know how to fucking make a Halo game. Mm. You know what 343 Industries knows how to do? Mm. Canvas the market for already existing first person shooters. And, and then try and shoehorn Halo into that formula. <laughs> if you look at everything the 343 Industries have done with Halo, that is almost exactly what they have done every fucking time. As soon as Bungie no longer had their hands on the fucking franchise, it stopped being Halo and it started being every other shooter on the market Yeah, with Halo painted over top. Yeah, and I, I, I f- firmly believe that's where they went wrong, is they, they, they lost that, that it factor. I'm not sure what that is at this point because it's been so long since I've actually experienced the, that it factor. And I mean, even going back to play the old Halos, um, I probably still wouldn't even enjoy it as much as I did back in the day simply because of the quality of life improvements that have just been in shooters over the last several years. Not saying that Halo would be any worse than any of them because it's still probably a better game overall and just a better a game built with better intentions um, and more love. Um, so, you know, the reality is, is I don't even know what that it factor is anymore. And I'm not even sure three, four, three knows what that is anymore. And they're, I think what they're doing is they're just trying to jump on the, the trends and hopefully something that sticks and then using the halo name to get a boost within that sort of that lane, but it's just not working for them because the reality is, is they're just games that just do it better at this point. And even the games that are doing it better, you're not saying a whole lot about those games either, because even those are a lot of them are just old, monotonous, the same regurgitated shit with the same problems that other ones have. It's just ones that we're willing to tolerate. What we're not willing to tolerate at this point is seeing Halo, a beloved franchise, get thrown into the mud and get thrown in the mix with all the stuff that we barely want to tolerate anymore. So we're just not even going to tolerate a shitty Halo game because I'd rather just tolerate a shitty Call of Duty game or a, I guess you say a good Call of Duty game, um, you know, which let's be real is not really saying particularly a whole lot, even though I got to give props to the newest Call of Duty. It's still not like a life changing experience by any means. It's just an experience that surprised me at was how shitty it wasn't um, opposed to how good it really is. And I just think Halo fans are just over it. They're just like, bro, you're not, you're not doing this to my franchise. And they've got one last shot. And I think Microsoft made the right decision because 
they finally have an out as to why they're delaying it. They don't need to admit that the game wasn't ready and the reception wasn't what they thought it was going to be. All they need to do is say is the world is blowing up. Every single person on the planet can relate to that. There isn't a single person that you can't go to and say, hey, uh, you know, Rona's fucking shit up. And this person can go, well, Rona's not fucking anything up where I'm from. It just doesn't exist at this point, right? You're reminded every time you walk at the house and, you know, stores aren't open when they're supposed to be open or people, everybody's wearing masks. You got signs all over the place. It's real. So now they actually have an opportunity to fuck off and go and fix their game, take the time they need. Shit, if they need to delay it again to make sure it's right, people are going to understand. Bro, so, I don't, I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced we'll see this game until until fall of 2021. Yeah, I think no, I, I think they're going to. I think there's a chance that this either launches in late spring, and if it doesn't launch by late spring, I suspect we're going to see it in like November of 2021. Because what I think what is likely to happen is if they have this extra time. They're going to discover that um, there's so much extra work that they, that could be done that they might as well just make it a Christmas fucking or or a holiday release and put everything behind it and and just fucking walk away. Uh, but it's if it doesn't happen by late spring, then yeah, it's probably not going to happen until the, the winter time. And I just don't think that three four three knows what the fuck they're doing. I think three four three. I don't think 343 is a bad developer in that they, in that they don't like mechanically make like horrifically bad video games yeah. but they don't they don't have the talent that Bungie did there to to um to know to know when to borrow from other games and when to carve your own fucking path and stay in your lane and if there's yeah. one thing that Halo was never going to be it was never going to be a fast-paced fucking game ever you cannot take the Halo formula, keep it Halo, and speed it up to Call of Duty. You just don't. It do, it, yeah. it instantly becomes not Halo. Yeah. And Halo, I think one of the things about Halo, unfortunately, is that it's one of those things where you either have to sacrifice the soul of what makes Halo Halo to try and sell some copies up front and lose your identity... Uh, and probably just lose all your fans in the process like we're seeing, or stick to it, realize you're not going to sell 70 million copies of Halo. No, it's just not, not going to happen. No. Eventually, that style of first-person shooter will have its heyday again. It will come back around. This shit cycles. Right yeah. now, we're in the land of high mobility, high speed, coked out Adderall snorting teenager first person shooters. We haven't gotten like quake arena levels of, of, of high speed Twitch shooting nonsense, but we're in that pocket right now. And halo is not going to fit that pocket. So know your (laughs) fucking lane, sell your seven to 10 million copies of halo, accept that that's what you're going to get and move on. Don't try and create Halo in some other fucking brand's stead. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. And if three four three haven't fucking got it through their head at this point, after what they've experienced with the franchise and what they've done with it, then, then I don't know what will. Yeah, I agree. Next up, the Xbox Series S is in fact uh, uh, confirmed now, at least seemingly so, as a, uh, a it was leaked on controller packaging. So a package for the next. Uh, controller had the Xbox Series S 
listed on it, which would theoretically confirm its existence. Not that that would be surprising, uh, but uh, I figured that would probably be the case because, well, they, they're, they're talking about the Series X being the top of their line, and they call it the Series. So there is more than one. X is the top. They've used S in the past. It didn't take a savant to figure out that it was going to be the Series S, and here we are. The Xbox Series S is going to be a thing, more than likely. Now, where that ends up in the in the performance and price range, I don't know. I'm still of I'm still of the mind that there's a good chance that the Series X is more expensive than the PlayStation 5, and that the Series S will be more competitively priced closer to the standard PlayStation 5, or the discless, I should say, PlayStation 5. That is what I imagine. I have a sneaking suspicion that since Microsoft is not itching to sell a million bajillion consoles, that they're going to play the game of, of pricing to look premium, and the way to do that is to price it a bit ahead of your competitors, and so that's what they're going to fucking do in, as far as I'm concerned. They're going to have the Series yep. X at the top, Series yep. S be closer in line with the discless PS5, uh, with slightly less power, probably on the graphics side, it'll be something that they'll probably tout as being uh, a locked 1080p 60 uh, console, maybe even a 1440p console, no major 4K capabilities other than maybe media playback, sell it for a reduced cost, probably don't even have a disk drive on it, call it a fucking day. That would be my my best guess. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, I think that, (sighs) I think that it's also part of the reason why you're seeing Microsoft and Sony wait so long to announce the price is that Sony knows what Microsoft is doing. Microsoft knows what Sony's doing, uh, and nobody wants to draw early. And so, you know, it's possible that we don't know a price for these things until we're like a fucking month or less away from the release uh or there'll be an event where they go it's available (laughs) right now on major retailers yeah go 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 now and pre-order it right now for the low price of a mortgage payment yeah go exactly uh the video game control which is again it's already been out is not giving a free upgrade to the next gen consoles unless you buy the ultimate edition of the game uh, this is not the only game to do that this week. I can't remember the other one that announced that that would also be doing it, but there was at least one other one, and I think that this is likely a trend, like I have here in the new, uh, in my notes, that we're going to see, despite, for example, Xbox trying to get traction with smart delivery of third-party games. So, first-party Xbox games, pretty much you'll expect all of them smart delivery. You own it on the, uh, on the Xbox, uh, one, you're going to get the copy, or you're going to get it to use the right version on the Series X. But when it comes to third party, they're going to be maybe a little hard to convince because you're going to have to convince them to take a monetary hit. You know, if people want to play it and have it look better and run better and uh, and offer maybe all the DLCs or whatever that they're putting out on the on the next version um, for the, the new consoles, that's a lot of money that they could be making. And so Remedy here with Control has decided that they're going to take the route of uh, of taking that money. And saying, if you don't own the ultimate version, tough shit. I got nothing to add. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this. Um, 
I feel like if you're going to do this, and I'm not sure if Remedy uh, has this option, I feel like if you're going to do this, just offer people who already own the game like a $10 option to upgrade or some shit. Don't make so. them rebuy the whole fucking game or yeah. buy some crazy expensive ultimate edition of your game. That just Ult- seems... Ultimate super edition. Yeah. That, that just seems fucking... That just seems fucking scummy. Uh... Oh. <laughs> this just... Sam Fisher can't win, Jeff. All right? Oh, oh, poor Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher, who hasn't had his own game in a hot minute, uh, and who lots of people, myself included, have been hoping to see a good, just a, f- a full reboot to the franchise. I just want to see Splinter Cell, d- period. No additions to the name. I want a full reboot of Splinter Cell and get Sam Fisher back in there. Unfortunately, Sam Fisher is being injected into every other video game on Earth except for his own video game. As mm. now, Sam Fisher is set to uh, uh, to appear as a character in Rainbow Six Siege. So, you'll technically get to play as Sam Fisher, just not in a Splinter Cell game. Exciting. They're just doing him dirty. They just don't want to fucking make a Splinter Cell game, uh, but they want to use Sam Fisher. Anywhere they can use Sam Fisher, Ubisoft is there for it. But I have an actual game? No. Not going to happen. Uh, Guerrilla Games acknowledges uh, on the Steam post, and I think they also did like their social media or whatever, that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's port does in fact have a lot of issues, and that fixes are on the way. I haven't seen yet if they have a timeline posted anywhere as to when people can expect a patch uh, or two or more to start addressing these issues, uh, but they have acknowledged that the port is in fact broken to a degree. I wasn't a big fan of, um, of how they acknowledged it. They didn't like when they, it was kind of like a, it was almost like a non-apology. Like when they posted the stuff on steam or whatever, it was like reading a non-apology. It was like, technically they were saying they acknowledged it, but it was like, they, they almost didn't want to acknowledge it. Cause they, they didn't want to have to do the work kind of thing. It was just yeah, kind of like dancing around it. A mistake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hey, you know, if you say I'm sorry, it means that you're guilty of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of tiptoe around it and try and word it in a way that it is what it is. Yeah, because it just looks bad on them, the the creators of the engine with their, their own game, to have a uh, their PC port be worse than Kojima's use of the same engine on the PC. Uh, you know, you, you can't dance around that. That's just bad. You can't let that happen. And I'm giving them even less leeway because they, um, uh, because they're charging basically full price. Full price. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you're going to do full price, you got to fucking hit a home run. And this is, yeah. this is like you bunted to first base Yeah. on this bad boy. Uh, 30-year veteran and Street Fighter frontman Yoshinari Ono is leaving Capcom. It's rumored that some of this may or may not have to do with his attempts at making Street Fighter VI a tag team format that was unpopular with his co-workers, as well as some of the more recent Street Fighter games and, uh, and products not being particularly well received. So, this guy has been at Capcom since early 90s, late 80s. Uh, he's been a producer or a frontman for uh, for Street Fighter for nearly three fucking decades. Uh, and uh, specifically, 
was the man behind bringing, I mean, I guess partially Street Fighter and partially the entire fighting genre out of the Dark Ages with Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4 came up and like regen like it rejuvenated Mass, yeah. like that that thing I mean it's still it's still the sh- the show even it, today it, especially right. yeah cuz Street Fighter 5 not so hot no um so he still had a hand in that stuff and so I guess that's part of it maybe that you know the company is going all right maybe this is just you've been here 30 years time to step down maybe yeah. he's looking at it and going you know what I've done my thing I see I'm seemingly part of this problem that can't seem to get fixed or People don't want to work with my vision. Maybe my I'm just done here. Either way, you know, you got to give the dude a hand staying with a company for 30 fucking years and working yep. on basically one product for the majority of that time. It's a lifetime. It's a lifetime of work, man. It's a lifetime years. of work. It's a lifetime. Go Behind retire. Street Fighter. I'm sure, I'm sure you've done really well making your Capcom games. Go and retire and work on like some passion projects and do your thing. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next up, Twitch Prime is getting renamed, Jeff. Yes, I saw that. Prime Games. G- Prime Gaming, or isn't it? Pr- is it Prime Game? Yeah, Prime Gaming. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming. I've, I've been trying to correct it because, you know, I've got this spiel. I'm like, hey, if you guys got that free 99 Twitch Prime, go ahead and hook, hook me up. Now I got to say, if you got the free 99 Prime Gaming subscription, go ahead and throw that our way so i guess this just signals that they want to not just attach twitch to the prime that's yeah, the, the gaming uh, section of prime yeah they, they must uh, be looking to expand what they're doing with that program and not just have people associated specifically with twitch it's the only thing i can think of uh no they they um they posted it uh, let me see if i can find the quote here Um, shit. There is a reason, and it had to do with branding. Um, in terms of like not confusing. Um, let me see here. Uh, company rebrand. Uh, um, anyway, I think the reason why, um, and I'm paraphrasing, is. They have they have Amazon Prime Video, Prime Reading, uh, Prime Gaming now, um, and I think just the Twitch Prime, uh, it kind of did an umbrella over all of those things, opposed to it just being its own part of the having an Amazon Prime subscription. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, I, the, the biggest, the biggest issue, um, that people have been saying, like, I don't care what it's called. I mean, it's, no, it's whatever, yeah. it's whatever. I mean, it's not changing. It literally, you get the same benefits. It's not, yeah, yeah. it's all, it's all good. The, the issue that people are having is prime gaming is used for Twitch and there's a ton of streams now that aren't gaming related. So yeah. like you've got, you know, IRL people, music people, um, arts, uh, different types of genres now within Twitch. And, you know, you're basically asking somebody to use their prime gaming subscription for a non gaming channel, um, which people were a little weirded out by. Is it the end of the world? No, I mean, it's whatever, but I don't know. I think it's a, 
I don't I don't know. Like I don't know if I don't know why they just didn't do um yeah, I'm not even sure how you'd how you'd even change that. I mean, that's probably why it's gaming, is just because it's how what else are you gonna call it? You've already called it Twitch Prime. They don't want that anymore. So Prime Gaming, I guess it is, like instead of like Prime Streaming. Like I don't know. And then that would be confusing for the streaming services they have and stuff. So like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I, it was probably as simple as they wanted everything to start with prime. Yeah. And they were like, we just, we just want this uniform branding. Fuck it. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So that's changed up next up fan made Goldeneye 007 remake. Finally given a cease and desist. Uh, it was even getting, uh, I followed it for quite some time. It was even getting a lot of positive attention. Uh, and even in some instances, some, help in terms of explaining how the game the original was done uh by the old devs of the original game including like the likes of dr doak uh and others so it was a if you don't know what it was or that was happening they it was somebody recreating pretty much as faithfully as possible goldeneye 007 just in unreal for whatever yeah. they were using on the podcast once yeah and uh it was like he he was getting like when i say he was trying to remake the game i mean it was almost one-to-one down to how it controlled with the 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 uh the you know right uh you know using like uh an l trigger and the mid stick to do your manual aiming or uh the head bob or um uh every like the sound effect everything was basically fucking identical in at levels of detail where like even like oh people were asking you know oh when you go and um and you point a gun at a scientist are some of them going to pull a dd44 on you and mm. uh or throw a grenade or some shit which was like a, a random little easter egg thing so like uh, it would randomize some of the scientists wouldn't take your shit and they'd fucking like take a gun out and start firing back like everything was going to be in this game and they were getting uh, further and further along, but unfortunately finally got a cease and desist. They are converting much of the assets into another game that they will now be able to like properly sell. They weren't going to sell this game. They were just doing it as a, a fan project, but now they'll be able to, to change it. It's under a different uh, Twitter account. Now I can't think of it off the top of my head um, and will be a shooter of that era. So it will be similar, just not Goldeneye. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it'll they'll, they'll Eye, use... not Goldeneye. Yeah, it'll so be Goldeneye, yeah. just not Goldeneye. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, spies don't die. Yeah, they're... Is that what they decided on? They had a they had a Twitter thing up where they were, like, asking people for names. You know, what what do you think this this should be called? And one of them was spy, Spies Don't Die. I told mm. them to use Fool's Gold, personally, but uh, I had no idea what the fuck the game was supposed to be about. People were throwing mm. out some real winners, like, uh, uh, uh what was it? Uh, <laughs> they were like, ma- they were like mashing up perfect dark and golden eyes. It was like, you know, golden dark or like perfect eye or like whatever, some fucking weird mishmash. Anyway, it got, uh, it got the old, the old kick in the ass. I wish, I really, I understand why companies do this, but I wish what they did instead was just if they if they thought that the game was going to be so good that it would take away value from whatever the company was going to use with it contact the motherfuckers pay them a few dollars 
you know, if it's a fan game, it's not like they're going to come to you and, and ask for, like, millions of dollars. Just be like, look, we'll let you make this game, but it has to reach some certain, some certain quality standards. We'll pay you a few bucks, and you put the shit out. I don't understand why that's not more common, because as long as people understand that it's mostly a fan-made game, uh, and just it's been sanctioned by uh, the license holder, uh, so many of these fan-made games are, are really good, and the difference between that and a regular game is that the fans have time. Yeah. And passion. And love for the fucking game. Whereas you might have a couple of those uh, of those things in a developer making a game in real time for a new game, but you have time constraints and money mm-hmm. constraints, and you can't do all the stuff that you could do if you love something to death and are putting all that passion and, and time into it. You know, you, you need to turn out a game in two years. This guy could have been working at this game for fucking seven years just for shits and giggles, and it's going to come out, it's going to be better than whatever the fuck a studio that only has... 365 days to turn it around is going to be able to produce. So I hope that that trend eventually begins at some point. Uh, It is actually, yeah, Chris, partially what happened with Sonic Mania where the game was not going so hot. And so they brought in uh, fan developers and artists to basically save Sonic Mania. And then Sonic Mania became like the best Sonic game that's happened in fucking decades. Uh, and then the same guys, I think they did some of the art with Sonic Media, ended up working on the fucking and saving the movie. It's like Sega just can't understand that they don't know what the fuck they're doing and to hire people. <laughs> just hire some fans, for God's sake. Stop trying to do it yourself. You're not in it. You're just gonna, you don't understand it anymore. Um, next up, we talked about, I talked about it earlier uh, in the very beginning, Warzone, the gun glitch. It's making mm-hmm. the game unplayable. I don't know if you've caught my stream at all when you're uh, at the end of the nights or whatever, uh, or if you've seen it, you've probably seen people I, posting yeah. on it on Twitch, uh, yeah. or on Twitter, I should say. Basically, the moment you die the first time in the game and you go to the gulag, from that point forward, you have a high probability chance that the guns that you're holding in your hand, the textures, specifically uh, what seems to be affected the most, camo textures, get completely corrupted. And the textures just stretch and fucking randomize and tessellate out into this fucking, like, tesseract-looking motherfucker, uh, like, Hellraiser coming out of your gun to the point where you can't see shit. You can't, you, you, like, you ADS, you aim down sight, can't see anything. Sometimes it's so bad that even when you're just not aiming down sight and running around, your whole screen's fucked. You can't yeah. see a damn thing. And so, uh, uh, you can have that. So what they did was they did a minor patch the other day to change the guns that are in Gulag, and then, uh, so that the guns in Gulag have a lower percent chance of having anything happen, because they don't have a lot of the, uh, fucking, uh, skins on it that are affected, but then when you land back down, and you're picking up other guns, it's still still happening, so, uh, and then yesterday, last night, I saw it for the first time happen as part of the map, so there was an entire area of the map, uh, down from Dam, that if you scoped in on it, like it it was just a giant mass of it. And and we had to go towards there because the circle was pushing us there. And the closer you got, it was like just being stuck in some sort of digitized version of Darud Sandstorm and just fucking everything was going batshit. And you're just like, well, the joke is just, you know, small indie developer. And really the fact that this game can have this bug, it's its over a month old. It's just that now everyone has it. They didn't want to touch it before. Now that everyone has it, they're like, oh, fuck, well, 
you know, Doc is out there with his editor putting out a picture today of, like, him holding a gun and the gun's all fucked and, like, 40,000, 50,000 retweets. And you're like, oh, okay, well, fuck, now, we're do- now we have to do something about it. And so they came out uh, three days ago, I think it was, and, uh, and said that they are working on two patches, one of which would address this issue, but no timeline. We don't know what. And, and everyone's just like, look, guys, we appreciate the Rona's going on. We appreciate shit's going weird. But if you're going to be, if you're going to be giving people 40 to 50 gig patches on a bi-weekly fucking basis on a 200 plus gig game, and you're a AAA developer with the, what you just came out and said is the most selling, most popular Call of Duty of all time. 70 plus million active players on this game, making you so much stupid, filthy fucking money. And then you've got this bug for this long. That's not just a bug. It literally breaks the game. You can't play the fucking game anymore. The, even the play again button doesn't work. Like, you don't get leeway. You just fucking... You test the shit before you put it out, and then you, then you're good. Yeah. No game with making that much money with that much manpower behind it should possibly have that kind of bug for that long. I'm sorry, there's no fucking excuse for it, and the fact that there's not even a timeline on it is just a fucking joke to me. Uh, I made the joke the other day. I said, you know what, PUBG, which is historically a super broken fucking game, at this point, first of all, it's 30 gigs. Versus over 200 fucking gigs for Call of Duty. It's the same genre, the same fucking idea, more maps, just as many or more guns, vehicles, the whole line, it's all the same shit. And somehow, this skeleton team left behind to do the PUBG game and continue it onward has less issues than the multi bajillion dollar Activision pumping out their main game. This is their fucking bread and butter. And they've got this game-breaking shit in it? Nah, bro. It's bad. It's bad. Get on it, for God's sake. Next up, following the success of Persona 4 on the PC after they released it on Steam, Sega will be porting more new and old games to PC. What a shocking development. Popular games sell well on the PC. Who would have thought? Who would have thought not landlocking uh, your several of your franchises that aren't even being paid by Sony to a Sony console Crazy. would do great if you put it on more places? Who would have thought? That was the craziest thing about Atlas. They don't have a contract. Sony is not paying them to make the, their games exclusive to their platform. And yet, uh, most of their most popular games are pretty much exclusive to Sony platforms put it on the PC, and they're like, wait a minute, we just sold a shitload of copies of a game that came out in 2008. Maybe we should put out <laughs> some more games. It's uh, possible. Yeah. We like money. Uh, next up, and last in the game news segment, we have Tony Hawk 1 and 2, the remake that we know is coming, are adding a number of new songs. I think it was something like 20-something new tracks getting mm. added to the soundtrack. And then uh, more recently, and I think yesterday, the day before, I want to say it was yesterday, they announced that uh, Tony uh, himself decided that uh, he would uh, change the name of uh, the, 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 the move called a mute, gra- a mute air or mute grab, which is like one of the most, one of the more most used fucking tricks in skating. 
um, is getting renamed to, uh, what do I have? The, oh, the, uh, Weddle Grab. And Weddle is the name of the guy who invented the trick, like, fucking decades ago, like 30, 40 years ago. And he was a deaf, he was a deaf skater. They called it a mute grab, mute air. And, uh, Tony wanted him to get more, um, more notoriety for the fact that he invented this fucking move. And so they're renaming it for the game. And I suspect now in skater culture, which is having a bit of a fucking resurgence right now, yeah, be a new generation of people now calling it the Weddle Grab instead of uh, of mute air, mute grab. Uh, yeah, which I thought was pretty was pretty cool. Uh, and I, I continue to look forward to those games because they were so much fun uh, yeah. in their original form. If they do an even halfway decent job with those remakes, oh, they're they're gonna make it killing, bro. Yeah, but tons of people are gonna buy that shit. It's we don't have good. any games out like it right now. Like that. When was the last time we got like a a Tony Hawk like game? The Skate series, which was what I, Skate? I, did they yeah. have a third or second? I can, it was the second or third. Anyway, yeah. So, oh, mm. is what it is. Yep. That's all we got for gaming news, Jeff. You know what time it is. It's time to do a little sellout. You got something for us? Uh, well, it's patreon.com slash lag TV. If you guys haven't already gone over there, head on over there. Uh, throw some cash if you got it. If not, hey, you can support the podcast by hitting the like button. Super easy to do. Takes you two seconds. Hit that like button. Leave a comment for the algorithmic purposes and uh, share it. Hey, uh, check out our clips channel, uh, which is much easier to consume. Uh, easier to share if there's just a topic that you want to share. Uh, and of course, we got sponsors. Can't forget about NordVPN. If you guys don't already have a VPN service, go pick one up. Go to nordvpn.com slash OTT. Get, uh, get the promo code or use the promo code OTT to get 70% off your three-year term. That's less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte a month. Trust me, I know. I've bought many of them my time. It's cheaper. Uh, you get up to six simultaneous devices you can use all at the same time. Uh, you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if the servers, uh, any part of the service that you're not completely happy with, within 30 days, get your money back, no questions asked. Um, you can game on the servers. You can stream on the servers. You can game and stream on the servers. You can uh, mask your IP to a different region. That's what the Nord, that's what VPNs are used for. Uh, not only to protect your identity, your IP, uh, whether you're at your home or in a public Wi-Fi area, but not only that, you can uh, trick the internet into thinking you're from somewhere that you're not so that you can watch region block content, whether that would be on YouTube, websites. Um, it could be Netflix, watching a different region to watch different types of content, whether it's TV shows or movies, because depending on your region of Netflix, they have different licensing deals uh, depending on your country. And so there's different content uh, virtually on all different types of Netflixes around the world. Uh, so you can definitely open up your catalog a lot more for less than the price of a cinnamon dolce latte, uh, a grande at Starbucks. Uh, and most importantly, you stay safe. Um, it's 2020. I, I really believe that everybody on the internet should have a VPN. Whether you use it all the time or you use it for very specific things, um, you should definitely have one. It's it's pretty much a must at this point. Um, and if not, it definitely will be in the future. Um, and we can't forget about Elgato. If you guys don't already have a stream deck, well, you Elgato get one. Link is in the description below. 
You can go check out the website. You can buy their products on Amazon. Um, they also have now their Wave microphone products, which are USB plug and goes. Amazing quality, uh, a lot of customization. Everything is built right in with all of their other software. Pretty much everything that uh, Elgato makes kind of works together. Um, they complement each other in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we're talking green screens, key lighting. So lighting, uh, whether it's for your green screen or you just need lighting in general, uh, could be used for photography, could be used for just sitting at your computer if you're a streamer um, and you just want better lighting. Um, you know, they got capture cards as well. New consoles are coming out. So make sure that you go and pick yourself up a 4K 60 frame uh, HDR capture card by Elgato. And um, yeah, link is in the description below uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. If not, just go and uh, gurgle them, as we say in no pixel. Uh, go ahead and gurgle Elgato and check out the products. That was really the best word you guys could have come up with. Well, it's just so that, you know, immersion-wise, you're not just saying Google. Well, I, I, I yeah. get you, but gurgle? Tweet, at Twitter, we say twatter. Gurgle and twatter. All right, yeah. so suck some dick or <laughs> fondle some balls with your mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... Texas. Oh, movies and TV. We're going to get to that next one afterwards, but first up... We've got The Devil All the Time was announced uh, to be on Netflix September 16th. Mm. Have you seen this trailer, Jeff? I have not. Are you, well, let's watch, let's watch this fucking trailer oh, because I'm ready, I gotta, my boy. I gotta be, I gotta be fucking real with you, bro. Does it look good? This shit's looking pretty fucking fire. Wait, I mean, just the cast list alone is impressive. All right, let me know when. Get uh, this up here. All right, we are ready to go in three, two, one, go. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, honey. This was your daddy's. Brought back from the war. Fears time to pass it on. It's the best present I ever got. Thank you. Why people from two points on a map without even a straight line between them can be connected is at the heart of our story and knock them stiff. You ever think about how we ended up orphans living in the same house? I know what my daddy did. Oh, yeah. Damn. We're about to take Some a dark turn. Say it's just dumb luck. Oh, Robert Pats. Mm -hmm. I see a smile pretty enough to photograph, that is. Others would tell you it was God's plan. Bless Another one of the scars guards. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. That ain't no preacher. He's as bad as they got on the damn radio. When people look back on it, they had no other choice. There's a lot of no good sons of bitches out there. Excuse me, preacher. 
You got time for a sinner. You know, I studied mm. something. It's called the delusion. A belief that is untrue. It is our delusion that lead us to sin. Some people were born just so they could be buried. What I'm about to do, I do because I have to. Not because I want to. Mmm. 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 Damn. That was dope. Mm. This movie was being made. Near to die until today. Dude, Netflix is just killing me. Netflix bro. is crushing it. Netflix is making some fire that shit. That straight bro. up just looked like a movie that would normally just go to fucking theater. The, the list of names in the cast, just the way how well that looks shot, everything about that looked like a, a normal, full blown release in theaters. Well, that's because uh, that's what Netflix is doing, man. Their their budgets, they're doing 100, 150 million. I think now The Rock's got something that's going to be coming out. It's like $200 million budget or some shit. Like, they're not fucking around, dude. They're making uh, full-blown theatrical movies that are being released in your home. Um, And and like we discussed before, now that the theatrical window could potentially be shortening up, like, a lot – might actually start seeing some of these movies in theaters and apparently and I want to I'll talk about it next week I'll have to do some more research but apparently th- certain things are changing uh where places uh companies like Amazon and Netflix um they're actually going to be able to buy theaters and own theaters um so uh if I mean if that happens you're really going to start to see their movies come out so I think it's just a matter of time uh, that, that's great like that's that's a movie ticket right there like i'd be paying to go see that movie oh, in yeah. theater no problem oh yeah no question dude, Ro- good. dude robert pattinson oh he's fire bro it's been fire for a while this guy's your guy i'm telling you within the next three years robert pattinson is going to be like a big movie star nobody ain't gonna be talking about twilight anymore no Dude, he well, suffered. Got- he suffered through Twilight so that he could do whatever the fuck he wanted to do on the other side, and that's what he did. And now yeah. he's getting all now. But now he's like, I mean, the, I have, I haven't, I haven't got a chance. I have, I have the ability to, but I haven't got a chance to watch the Lighthouse yet. But I really yeah, want to watch it. the Lighthouse. I've seen. Um, he's in a he's in a a show on Netflix. I think it's called Kingdom or the Last the Last Kingdom or something. He's in one of those those movies and he plays like i think he plays like the french king or something oh, okay. he's really he's really good in that um like really good and obviously he's got tenant that's coming out which is yep. gonna you know and then he's got bat he's gonna be batman so i mean he's got Dude, this. he's he's just uh, like it, it, i don't know i don't know when i don't know if he was like what i want to know is was robert pattinson always this fire of a fucking actor and just twilight just yeah. shit on everything that everyone would have thought about him as an actor. Well, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Probably wouldn't have made it. 
if he didn't do Twilight, right? True. Like Twilight was the thing that put him on the map for better or worse, right? Put a lot of money in his pocket so he doesn't have to starve. Um, and then also gave him a, an opportunity and some notoriety to get a, a say at the table and get certain auditions and just have his name out there. I mean, yeah. even the simple fact that it's like, oh, it's a dude from Twilight, you know, yeah, there's a negative, there's some negativity around that, but also at the same time, people were talking about him. And then if he just goes out there and, she, and they go, oh shit, this is not that dude from Twilight. I mean, he even said like he hated making those movies. Like he hated, like he, you know, it was, it was just dumbed down fan fiction garbage. That's pretty much what it was, but he did it for the money and the opportunity. And now look at him, you know, good on him. Exactly. Same with, the, same with the other chick, the fucking, what's his face? The one that cheated on him and fucked the director and shit. Um. Uh. Yeah. The is somebody will say in chat the co uh, the his co star the the main star of Twilight the fucking chick. oh Kristen uh, Kristen uh uh the uh, 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 whatever Stewart? Stewart there you go is that it no that I'm doesn't sure. sound right I think it's Stewart that doesn't sound right hold on I think it's Stewart pretty sure you're right uh but anyway. She's she's sort of the same thing. Yeah, Stuart. She's sort of the same thing. Like garbage ass movies, horrible script. Yeah, it is, but she's yeah. actually a good she's actually a good actress. Yeah, she is, yeah. So like, you know, just the way it is. This, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh John Wick 5 is confirmed and will shoot immediately following John Wick 4. Yeah. They're uh, shooting them back to back. I hope you like some John Wick because you're going to be getting a lot more John Wick. Yeah, and I think the reason why they're doing it is um, it's just cheaper to to yeah, make cheaper to just go. Yeah, yeah, they can just have central sets. Um, they can film it as if it's one big movie. As long as they have a good script and they know what they're doing, everything should be fine. Um, it's 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 nice to know that you're getting more John Wick. You're you're not gonna have to wait two three years in between. Like you'll probably get John Wick four, and then the next year you'll get John Wick five. I mean, even when they did with the Matrix, uh, Reloaded and Revelation, um, they uh, they they were like six months apart. Like you'd have one out, and then like six months later you had yeah. the next. One. Um, yeah. so they might even do that with John Wick. And the thing is, is John Wick barely cost them money. Uh, to make and they made shit tons of it and then their budget like doubled and then they they made even more money and then you know now they're going to have another a bigger budget and they're going to make back-to-back movies so um yeah i mean it's good news if you're a john wick fan um i'm excited like i'll watch them i'm excited it's a little it kind of makes me a little sad at the same time because They're going to shoot both these movies. I'm sure they're going to be fine, but I, my gut tells me that quality goes down now. You know, mm, that, mm. That's, that's what my heart tells me. It's, you know, John Wick is high octane action, and we've pretty much sort of seen it all at this point. I mean, even John Wick 3, the set pieces were incredible, but a lot of the action is what we've already seen. Um, some of it just kind of ramped up a little bit, uh, but, you know, it, it's, I feel like this franchise is getting ran into the ground just a little bit. And I I would love it if they come out and they just nail this out of the park and they give us two awesome John Wick experiences. But I feel like it's just going to be very similar to three uh, where I enjoyed it. Yeah. But yeah. I was a bit let down. And I think that's 
probably what's going to happen here. Uh, you know, hopefully we get something. Hopefully they work, you know, because I think a lot of people had similar criticisms of three. So hopefully they saw those criticisms and they're going to try and work some more of the lore and the story back into it. But, you know, like pretty much every other movie franchise, like every consecutive film, it's like it has to get bigger and more bombastic and fucking crazier and crazier. And so Lord knows where the fuck we're going to land come John Wick 5. But uh, I guess we're going to find out and not in the, the super you know distant future. So uh, next up in news that I immediately said no to, but uh, is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air series is about to get a reboot and is, uh, that's in the works and is set to be a drama this time around specifically. Yeah, did you not see the um the, like the fan the fan fiction uh trailer for Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Like even Will Smith liked it. Mm-hmm. This came out like fuck. Um, let's see here. I could probably watch it and then you'll be able to see. Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's like a, it was like a, yeah. Here it is. I don't know if you've seen this. We could watch it if you want. Um, sure. I just posted there in Discord. You just let me know. Yeah, one sec. All right. In three, two, one, go. reason you think this is a game this is not a game will look at you look at you the only reason why you're not in jail is because uncle phil called in a favor take your time so easy This guy really wearing a free Meek shirt. You're stupid. <laughs> free Meek shirt. <laughs> this is accurate. Cops come and running with guns already drawn, sprinting towards them with guns in I've done my best, Will. It's time for a change. You're going to Bel Air to live with your uncle. Bel Air, out of all places. This is a second chance, Will. Don't waste it. Will, I will not bail you out again. In this house, I'm not Uncle Phil. I'm the law. Have I made myself absolutely clear? Yeah. Yeah. There are no butlers to clean up your messes. You've got to be responsible for yourself. So, Will, what brings you to Bel Air? I caught with a gun. How are we related again? Shut up, Carlton. He's from the streets of Philadelphia. Will needs discipline. Just a little time. Just a little time and a little love. We are what he needs. Why don't you go back to Philly? Born and raised, right? You think I would ever want to be in this life? You're not welcome, Will. This is fake. Wherever you're from, this is fake. You like didn't do anything to earn this. I never had nothing. My life ain't a sitcom, I guess. 
I don't even feel like I belong here. Just give it some time. Everything happens for a reason. Yo, you must be from Philly. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm Will. Jazz. Jazz. We found a dude who actually almost looks like Jazz. Hey, so what part of town you staying in? Bel Air. They got you out there? All right, Philly. Let's see what you got. Will, welcome to Bel Air Academy. How's everything going at Bel Air? Not too bad out here. I just made the team. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad you're here. I need to take you shopping. Rodeo Drive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was summoned my God to be the greatest. They said my birth is a curse, I still made it. I stood out in the field when it was raining. Ten toes down in it. Youngin' came up strong with a will to live. Daddy never came home, mama in the pen. So his relative got him for the devil did. The streets ain't safe, just to be playing in. It's like they job Jazz. Hey, Prince, you even go here? Nah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that was what they're basing off of. And I'm going to be honest, I fucks with that. Uh, if if they if they don't make if they make a, a drama based like Netflix, HBO or wherever they go and they make it a series and it's got comedy to it, but it's a drama. It's a dramedy. Like, and I wouldn't even use the word dramedy because uh, I really feels like feel like it would have to be a real life story story um, that's like kind of grounded with a bit of comedic because you you need that in a Fresh Prince just in general, or it's just going to feel really weird. Um, as long as it's not like, you know, some sort of sitcom where there's laugh tracks in the background and there's, it's a punchline every two lines. Uh, I fucks with this. Um, if they're going to do a Fresh Prince remake or a, a rebranding, this is the route to go. I don't want a sitcom, but this is interesting. I, I, I like it a lot. I think there could be a lot of great positive messages within this as well, like how uh, Fresh Prince did. And I think doing a 10 episode series on this, it reminds me a lot of sex education. If they if they made it a little bit more dramatic than what sex education is, not like the music they play in the background and stuff, like not as cartoony almost, but they but if it had that feel, um I, I'm down for this. I, I think this is great. And Will Smith loved this. When this came out a year ago, this like I've watched this trailer like three or four times. When this came out, like I thought it was going to be like a real thing, and I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And then when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa, this is actually not bad." And I found out it was just fan thing that they they really wanted to get going, and Will Smith was behind this. Like he really really liked this. Uh, so I'm for this, man. I know at face value when you hear it, people are like, "No, you're not touching Fresh Prince." Uh, I get it, but when you when you watch this, at least for me, I fucks with it. I'm in. Yeah. So. I mean, there. It this was going to happen one way or another because they uh, they can't they can't keep their hands off of like remaking everything that was popular, so it was bound to happen at some point. Um, it's not that I don't think that looked good. 
because it obviously looked good. Anyone who says that didn't look good is just lying to themselves. Obviously, that looked very good. Fan-made project or not, and when they say when they say fan-made, I mean it's fan fans that just so happen to also be filmmakers. Let's be fucking honest here. It's not like somebody grabbed their handy cam and went out to the backyard and fucking shot a quick little trailer about what they thought a dramatic uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air is. They're using full-blown film-grade equipment from start to finish and hiring legitimate actors and actresses to go in and fill those roles. I mean, that that is, you know, what it is. But the... The thing for me is, is, that I, uh, is that while I also agree that the drama would be the way to go because you can't recreate Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the way that it was done in the 90s. You just can't. You're never going to find a cast that people would even accept. Even if they did it well, if you did a comedy version again of Fresh Prince, nobody's going to accept that shit. It has to be almost a 180. And what's 180 of a, of a comedy but a drama? Um, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. It's just which one do you, would, do you put to the forefront? In the original, it was comedy where they, they got you laughing and then they hit you hard yeah. with drama. And the drama worked better because you were mostly laughing the whole time and they had you with your guard down and then they slip in a fucking he don't want, why don't he want me man fucking moment with Dr. F- with Dr. Phil, with Uncle Phil, uh, and, and it hits you a thousand times harder than if it was just a pure dramatic show. So having it be in the reverse of, of um, drama up front and then sneak in some comedy... That absolutely works. I mean, there's always there's always levity put into the best of dramas because it helps break it up and allow you to feel the dramatic moments more uh, from scene to scene. My position on it is not that it that it may not be good. My position on it is that I just don't want. Uh, I, Fresh Prince was a perfect fucking television show. Released at the perfect time, with the perfect cast, done exactly in the best way, with some of the most impressive and influential moments in television history happening in that show. Having it be redone just feels fucking weird to me. It's not that they can't do it a good job. It would be like if they went back and they redid the original three Star Wars films. And not just continue Star Wars, but redo the Star Wars films. And would they be able to do it? Do a good job? Obviously, we've got fucking way better technology. Way everything would be incredible. It would look better. It would sound better. They could get the best fucking people on the job. They'd have incredible actors and actresses, not just pulling carpenters out of the back like Harrison Ford and slap them into a fucking role and calling it a day. Uh, you know, it, it would be good. But would people want to see the original trilogy get completely fucking redone? Well, I, listen, I, I see what you're saying, but I think you're a little off basis here because, you know, for first of all, the 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 Star Wars trilogy was sort of redone. All right, we pretty much got to. Well, that's because it. nobody knows how to write a fucking uh, story anymore, and, and they just want to redo it. And secondly, is we're talking about two totally different uh, feels to the show. Uh, and to the movie yes they're doing it differently yes i appreciate that it's it's completely different so like you know one is quite literally a sitcom yes and and one's drama the 
one is going to be a, a, a television series drama. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's like saying, well, Star Wars is a space epic, and now we're going to turn the space epic into a, um, I don't know, a sitcom, a Star Wars sitcom. Yeah, uh, you know, it, that that's just they're just two very different well, I'm, things. I'm I'm not trying to compare them in that regard. I'm just comparing it into I know yeah, what you're the, the idea. And is, I'll probably if they do this, I'm gonna fucking watch it, and it will probably, like I said, be really good. It's just for me, there are some things. I'm one of those people. I'm an asshole. I'm one of those people that I feel like there are certain things that should just remain as they are, and then just write some new shit. It's not like you couldn't do the Fresh Prince formula and not literally be fucking Prince and Jazz and Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv and everyone else. Like it's like it's not like you couldn't do that exact fucking formula and have it work and have it be an entire black cast and 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 do the and and be something different. It's just using the name to redo it. And it feels I, like I prefer that people don't and just try and come up with something more unique. I, I just because sometimes sometimes things can be redone and reimagined and it, and it, and 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 it be maybe worth it. But I'm just in the mindset where sometimes it's just better left as it is. Like they're talking about redoing Blazing Saddles as Blazing Fucking Samurai for God's sake. Fucking what? Snow? You, no. Do something new. Just don't you know, or at least don't try and ride the coattail so fucking hard. If it's not a sequel or a prequel or part of the, but if you're redoing it, like yes, it's going to be good. I, I promise you, it's going to be good. Especially if they fuck, just hire the people that did that trailer and be done with it. All right, so I normally would agree with just about everything you're saying because there's just too many remakes. But th- this is this is different, and the reason why this is different is because. It is so incredibly different from the source material, mm. but but it's 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 up to date. It's modern, and I also feel like because Fresh Prince was all of those things that you just said. It was so iconic, and it had so many great moments in television history. And it hasn't. We have an opportunity now to have a new generation of people to enjoy those those same types of situations in a different format that people are gravitating towards more in 2020 uh and the fact that since it's so different from the source material but yet it it from what i'm seeing from this trailer and this is a fan made one but it's it's still so um on point with the source material that like you can't even like you were even saying, wow, it looks like Jazzy Jeff. And like I'm seeing people and their their demeanors, the way they're acting, everything is fresh prints. So that when people that loved the show watch it, they don't feel as though they're being cheated out and they're doing wrong by these characters or or whatever. And it's it's much more easy for me to accept a fresh prince uh reimagining instead of a remake than them remaking the sitcom. You try and remake the sitcom or you do like a uh like they did with Fuller House and they bring that back. That's a no from me personally. It's apparently it does well and people like it. That's great. That's a no from me. But if you're going to 
go in a completely different direction and you're going to do it, take it seriously. And you're going to write something awesome. Not only that, we could see these characters go and do things that we couldn't have seen on a small set, uh, on on a sitcom. You know, they're actually going to be able to go to locations. It's going to feel more. You're going to, it feels like he's going to feel like you're getting more of an in-depth, uh, of the uh, a look into these characters lives and on more of a relatable almost a more of a relatable thing in today uh because a lot of the stuff that they did back then yeah it was you know they talked about racism and and and, and all kinds of different uh topics but this just feels like they could do so much more with just the setting alone and I'm with you the fact that you want to fuck around with the things that I loved and the things not only that I love, but the things that just worked. So why fuck with it? But the thing is, they're not really fucking with it because no matter what happens, whether the show is good, bad, or great, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is in its own league. It's in its own genre, and it's forever idolized as one of the greatest shows ever made. And I think if they go in this direction, they do nothing to hurt that legacy in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, even if Will Smith is coming out and saying, dude, this is, looks fucking dope. I'm behind this. Then, you know, that's a huge thumb. That's a huge thumbs up uh, coming from the guy that usually keeps it pretty real. Like if he didn't like it, he'd be like, dude, nah, you ain't touching my fresh prints. So um, I see where you're coming from. But this is one of those times where I'm on board and I'm I'm like, I'll be disappointed if it doesn't happen because I love the show so much and I'm very curious to see where they could go in this totally different direction. And the fact it didn't look like dog shit. Like that's, it looked great. Well, it's it, because it was done. It was done professionally. They spent some money on that fucking fan made trailer. Now we might get a show because of it. Right. So if that's the case, give me it. I, I, I want to see it. Yeah. Well, I, again, I think it will, it will likely be very good, especially if they do what they did in that trailer. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, stuck in my ways old old asshole just get off my lawn stop you know fucking with with the good shit dude you know dude they're trying to do they're trying to redo fucking knight rider well they're redoing everything but here's the here's the here's the reality yeah we can say go ahead and and you know come up with new ideas it's fucking hard to come up with new ideas these days because everything has been done and the thing is, is a lot of new ideas also suck dick. They yeah, really, but... but uh, and, and if if you can intrigue me as a viewer on something that I love and you're you're taking it in a totally different direction and I'm still super intrigued as somebody that's as diehard of a Fresh Prince fan as I am, for, for, for you to still be able to intrigue me, that says a lot, man. That, then, then you know what? There is a time and place to redo stuff or have a reimagining of it. And I think this is the except. I think this is one of the exceptions. One of them, and there's not many. This is one of them. <laughs> it's a small list. It's a very small list. It's very, but dude, I'm still trying to get over Blazing Saddles being redone as Bla- Blazing Samurais, and I can't even fucking. First of all, you can't do Blazing Saddles in 2020. You you could barely do Blazing Saddles when it came out. And you want to do Blazing Saddles in 2020 or 2021 when people are crying over literally anything? I don't think people are ready for that shit. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. And I, I heard about the Knight Rider thing on the radio the other day, taking him into her one of her things. And bro, they were talking about like Kevin Hart voicing 
the car no, or good. some shit. What do you like? I no. hear Kevin Hart now. I just check out. Yeah, it was really like John Cena was going to be uh, was going to be you know no. Knight Rider, and then no, stop. No. Miss documentary Kickstarter successfully funded. The product is uh, is going to be out in 2022, uh, covering the creation of Mist as well as the follow up that uh, follows the creation of Cyan's latest game in production called Firmament. So they just made it. I mean, I I didn't. There was a good few days I didn't think they were going to get the all the funding, uh, but they did. They successfully got there and a little bit past it in like the 11th hour. There was like 40 hours left to the Kickstarter and they got there. Uh, and so that's exciting news. So uh, we'll have that uh, in, uh, in in well another couple of years, basically. Uh, but uh, uh, that does make me excited because there's a lot about Mist that is super interesting to me as somebody who just loves video games for more than just playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, Ars Technica did an interview with um, with uh, Rand Miller about mist and the making of mist and when i saw that that was when i knew i desperately needed to see whatever this was going to be because if you sit down and watch that interview and they talk about how mist came to be the technologies they used um and how it like basically i mean it's everything from from a hyper card which is basically made for like like encyclopedias and they took that and turned it into a fucking video game. Uh, it's essentially what happened. And then, uh, it became prolific enough that mist started selling multimedia PCs as a thing that people wanted in their home. And then the CD ROM became popular because of mist. Like, like mist is one of those games that like uh, people know about, but they don't even realize how much PC gaming dramatically mm. changed because of mist. And so having this, find out is going to be fucking dope and then to see them working at for uh, on firmament would be um would be pretty pretty uh pretty awesome as well last up and in news that just made me laugh a little bit uh, and then cry jason derulo thought that cats was going to change the world jason derulo thought that this movie was going to be so good that it was going to change the world jeff wow i want some of whatever jason derulo was taking Probably taking a lot of pussy. Yeah, he's probably drowning in vagina. Right to the head. I will take whatever it is he's taking. Yes. But uh, change the world, bruh. No. All right. No. It's just a big no for me, dog. Tech support. I'm just. just, Tech tech support. Uh, Every week, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash lag TV. Uh, $10 and higher gets you a bunch of perks, one of which is asking us a question on a post that I put up before the podcast every week called Tech Support, and then we uh, answer as many of those bad boys as we can. Mm. Loading these up now. Uh, Friend or Foe uh, asks, what's your best fuck this shit I'm out story? I can tell you one that I wanted to say that and then didn't get a chance to because just the way that it played out. Um, Jeff will remember this as well because he was a he was at the center of this entire thing. Uh, Jeff Jeff used to be um, uh, a storied battle rapper in uh, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, 
and they ha- had this thing called the Elements League. And uh, and one night, Jeff was set to uh, to uh, do a battle against I can't even remember who, what the, who the fuck it was now. Um, some small white dude, I think. Anyway, no, at this point, oh, uh, is this in, uh, is the dead of winter. I remember. Yeah, you've said this before. It was you the dead of winter. Yeah. yeah, you said the story before. And it was like 48 feet of snow outside, no joke. On the road, two feet of snow, easy. No plows had gone anywhere. Jeff still had his, his beat-up fucking Honda Civic that barely ran. I was driving my dad's old used work Chevy Venture. And we were, we were bringing a bunch of people over. It was in Dartmouth or some shit or in Sackville or wherever the fuck it was. Sackville. Sackville? Yeah. Sackville. yeah. And so it wasn't a short drive. And it, it was on highways and shit. And all, all I can remember on the way there was a couple of things. One, I had the Chevy Venture. Again, no seats in the back. No weight. Dad had stripped all the seats out. No weight in the back. Chevy Venture. And uh, with that much snow on the ground, with all season tires. Didn't even have fucking winters on them and a legitimate two feet of snow on the fucking ground. And I can just remember so vividly wanting to just turn around and go home, but just, just couldn't, couldn't bring myself to do it. It was an experience and we were driving there. It was nighttime, snowstorm, all that snow. Jeff is in front of us in the Civic. I'm in the Chevy Venture behind. And all you can see in front is Jeff's windshield wipers wouldn't work anymore for some reason. They were frozen or some shit. And so he couldn't see shit because it was a full-blown blizzard. And so he rolled down his window <laughs> and, and like it was some Ace Ventura shit, had his head outside the fucking window in a snowstorm trying to see where the fuck he was going. We almost got about four car accidents on the way there, but we made it. We got there. And so I had a bit of a fuck this shit about feeling there but then when we actually got there and we walked through the fucking doors to get into this place and immediately it was hot box to fuck there was so there was more weed smoke than oxygen in this room it was thick and i remember thinking why did i wear my new pea coat in here it's gonna haunt like weed for like the next six fucking months and i look around the room and it was full of every person that i never wanted to be in the same room with for my entire life, all in one room, everyone, people that I might have known from high school, delinquents, drug fucking dealers, fucking gangbangers, everyone that I, I would never want to fucking spend any amount of time conversing with, let alone standing in the same room at, at the same time. Half of them were coked out of their fucking mind. The other half were so fucking stoned they didn't know what they were doing. Everyone's frothing at the fucking mouth. We've got fucking, um, oh my god, what's his name? The, it's the announcer dude. Fucking like, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, it was like, I was standing, I was like, and the problem was, is that the people that were there that night, not for Jeff versus whoever the fuck he was rapping, but Jeff versus, but, but for a couple of other guys, I think it was Pat was there that night. His crew and the other crew were like legitimate fucking bangers and they did not like each other. And I'm looking around this room and they're standing in opposite fucking corners. And some of these dudes are big motherfuckers. They're like roided out of their fucking mind and coked out of their mind simultaneously. And I was like, somebody's going to die here. I don't want to be here right now. Some Hmm. of these dudes are going to fucking kill each other. Thankfully, 
how old were we, man? We were young. Thankfully, I mean, we're not that old. We were in fucking like just at a, like I was at the tail end of high school, I think. Well, it wasn't that it wasn't that I was probably like 17. I don't think I was even 18 yet. Oh no, I I didn't get my I didn't get my license until I was 18. Uh, I don't fuck. I don't. It's a long time. So you were time like ago. you were like 19 or so. Wow. And uh fuck, dude. I want if it wasn't for the fact that I was responsible for driving a number of people home, you'd have been I, gone. I would have fucking walked in that door, took one or two looks around, said, "Nope. Good luck, Jeff." And gone back home and driven in that snowstorm. Uh, fuck, fuck me, dude. That was never again. So that was that was an experience. Uh, fuck. I mean, I walked in on my parents having sex. That was a nope. Fuck this moment. <laughs> <laughs> that is a f- that yes. Yeah, and I was young. Like I was pretty young, but I still kind of knew. I was like I didn't know. Like looking back at it now, like I didn't know what they were doing. You just I, knew that you shouldn't be there. I wasn't supposed to be there, right? Mm. Now, like looking back, obviously I know what they were doing, but um, yeah, that was de- that was definitely. I don't know how old I was. I was pretty young. Um, this was like just before I moved down where you were. Um, yes. So like, like I knew. Yeah, it was one of those like it's like a sixth sense, you know. You, you enter a room and you you know you kind of know like you get the vibe, you can feel the, bro. Yeah, that was no. that was walking into that rap battle. You walked in, yeah. Oh, and yeah, it wasn't no. just the fact yeah, that you those, could cut the air because of the yeah. weed smoke. No, no, the, there those, was some. Yeah, those scenes are those scenes are not they're not places you hang out with for fun. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. I remember just, I remember just thinking, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? What am I like? What am I doing here right now? Seriously? This is a terrible fucking choice, uh, to be here. Uh, but yeah, I would say, I would say that's definitely my primo, uh, example. Uh, oh God. I did the answer to this immediately. Danish Devil asks, are either of you urinal talkers? What amount of discussion is acceptable while two men leak their lizards? Is it okay to make eye contact with doing so? Um, no to everything. No. Yeah, no. You I are mean, there for, I- for one purpose only, and that's to take a piss, and to do your best to not make the other guys taking a piss feel like, for whatever reason... You're trying to fucking take a gander at their fucking meat and two veg. That's about as yeah. complicated as it gets. Talk at the, the sink. Only, yeah, like the closest thing that you could get to is like one guy is at the sink and the other dude is like taking a piss and yelling over at him like, yeah, I'll be out in a minute or whatever. Like that's about as far as it should go. But like if you're sitting beside each other, why just use the bathroom? First of all, you like, shouldn't you know, even be next to each other at the urinals. So there should be at least one urinal in between. <laughs> each other at all times that's that's the cardinal rule if you're if you're in a place where there's like 10 fucking urinals and you're at one end and a dude still manages to come all the way over and use the one right next to you you're never not gonna feel like that dude's fucking crazy (laughs) so yeah the talk the talking thing is not is is it's a no-fly zone definitely a no-fly zone um, ba, 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 let's see. Eight nine ten asks, "What foods do you put ketchup and or mustard on?" Uh, say that one more time. What foods do you put ketchup and or mustard on? 
Uh, I don't put mustard on anything. Uh, ketchup, I you know, I just put it on burgers, hot dogs, sausages. Um, I put them on my eggs. Um, like if I'm making an egg sandwich, if I'm just eating an egg and then I don't, I don't put ketchup on. Um, yeah, those are the main things. I don't, I don't use ketchup for like steak or fish or anything like that. Yeah. I don't use mustard ever. I, uh, ketchup on hot dogs and hamburgers, um, occasionally mac and cheese sometimes my mouth wants it sometimes it doesn't Mm. and so sometimes that will happen um same thing with canned beans in uh in tomato sauce it's already got tomato sauce in there sometimes i like a little ketchup on top um because it gets more tomato uh but also there's just some something nice about the cold ketchup on the warm can of beans that just always got me going uh that's about it, really. Once in a blue moon on on eggs, but usually only if it's an egg sandwich. Like, I very rarely put ketchup on eggs if it's just eggs on a plate in any form. Mm. Uh, and then mustard, hot dogs, hamburgers, the occasional sandwich, depending on what kind of sandwich it is. Maybe it gets regular mustard, maybe it gets, like, Dijon or some shit, but I do like mustard. I don't load it up. Some people go ham with the fucking mustard, but... Not me. Speaking of ham, I put mustard on ham. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, Mark Furry asks, just saw an ad for a movie. Are you going to the theater anytime soon? No. No, there. I I haven't. There's just no movie. The only movie I'd go out and see at this point would be Tenant. That's mm. the only thing, and it it's not out yet. So, and it would have to be. Um, I'd I'd go pretty early, and we'd still have to have like no cases and stuff going on here before I'd go and sit in a movie theater. But I mean, you know, if the theatrical window is closing, I might be going to the theater a lot less than what I used to, which is you know. I'd still go, but I w- I'd only go for things like Tenant, like things that yeah, major ones. I want to experience in IMAX or a big screen. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, not not going there anytime soon. I've I've actually I haven't gone to a movie now for so long that I'm I'm almost like starting to not miss it anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm like it's I'm bad, starting. Well, kinda, the habit is gone, right? Gone now, yeah. It's- uh, Zen Mady asks about a year ago. I got into team fight tactics, and after barely managing to get. To Diamond at the end of set two, I now comfortably hover between Diamond two and three. However, I have some games where I play so bad that me being in the top percentage of EU players seems to be as wrong as Trump sitting in the White House. Those games completely destroy my progress and are the uh, reason I'm hesitant to consider myself a good player. Mr. Black, have you ever hit a roadblock in your StarCraft days and what did you do to fix it? Also, any advice on how to avoid tilting after bad games? Mm, well, team fight tactics. I actually just got another bounty for that, so mm. I'm gonna be playing that like tomorrow. Maybe must be nice to have a bounty board. Oh. I have a I have an email a year old now that Twitch hasn't responded to. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've plateaued many times over my career. Um, the only way to break that, honestly, is to start wor- working out on your mistakes, like being honest with what you're not good at. Um, and then working on improving those aspects of your game. 
for me, you know, StarCraft is just a really tough game to begin with to just play. And then on top of that, um, it's even harder to play it and entertain people because it's a game that requires so much all of your attention in order to play at the highest of level. I mean, the smallest, you know, you could look away and look at chat for three seconds and, you know, a Baneling bus hits you or, or you know, it's it's just one of those games. So for me, I got better when I got coaching. So when I when I flew over Desro or Puck um, and I, we sat down and we worked on aspects of my game, like my hot king, like Desro really helped me with my hot king. Because before that, I would only hotkey like two or three different things and everything else was manually doing. But once I was done with that week of training with Desro, I was hotkeying like a lot of stuff. Like my warp prism was hotkeyed. My different parts of my army was hotkeyed. I wasn't just tabbing through things. And uh, just mechanically, I was becoming a better player. Um, and then when Puck came, we worked out on, we worked a lot on build orders and more build orders. And so... Um, and being focused, my biggest problem was is is the entertainment thing. And my, my the reason why I was known is because I put on a show. And if I did stop putting on a show, then I wouldn't do as well. But I might have gotten better at StarCraft. But I just wasn't willing to do that. So I worked with what I had, and I definitely saw improvements when I got coaching. Um, and you don't even need coaching to get better at a game. You just need to be honest with yourself. Like, hey, I I played this part not so good. Let's work on that and then just do one thing at a time. That's it's like really anything. You know, if you're a sports player, how do you get better at playing sports? Well, you, you got to practice repetition and then find out of the areas you're not good at and then learn to, you know, improve in those areas. And just naturally, you're going to get better. Um, and, and the biggest thing in competitive games, the biggest fucking thing is stop worrying about what other people are doing, like your teammates, and focus on your game. The only thing that you can do for your teammates is be good morale, you know, stroke their egos a little bit and they just seem to perform better, but worry about you. Don't blame, oh, it's this guy's fault for, you know, not coming in and, and uh, you know, uh, leashing my lane or whatever they call it in fucking League of Legends. It's like, yeah, that is a problem and that's a part that he has to fix, but what can you fix during that game? You know, what did you do wrong? Uh, and that's just, all you can do yeah the principles that you would apply in in traditional sports um apply in any competitive video game all the same the the most the best thing that you can do for yourself and what jeff experienced when he brought in uh desro when he's talking about hockeys and stuff is that jeff had already having tried to to do it on his own without a lot of input Jeff had already developed a lot of really bad habits with StarCraft. Yeah. And then he had to spend a bunch of time being worse to get better. So the which is not uncommon. That shit happens all the time in a lot of in a lot of um in a lot of ways. You know, there are uh, there are when the best athletes in the world age, they have to change their game to suit their body <laughs> uh, their body <laughs> can't do what they used uh, to do you can't do what you used to do so um so the most important thing really in anything that you could do competitively is to um or anything in general that you're trying to master is 
is accept the fact that you might suck for a while if you're going back and starting again, but master the fundamentals. Get really good at the base shit. And make sure you're doing it right. Don't ego stroke yourself by taking some shortcuts because you play a bit better now by doing it that way versus having uh, fundamentals that you'll get better than you are now in the future. It's like... um, um, I'll use another example. Uh, me and my golf swing. I did okay with my golf swing for years. Uh, but then I, I realized that if I was going to get any better, I couldn't do it with how my golf swing was. So I had to go back, get a trainer who looked at my golf swing, <clears throat> found all the problems in my swing that were all fundamental issues, standing too close to the ball, not using my hips enough, etc., etc. I'm not approaching the ball the right way. All things that when I applied those new things, fundamentally, I became way worse. I couldn't hit the ball nearly as far. Uh, I had more mistakes in my swing because you're fighting muscle memory and you're fighting all the habits that you had for, for years before. Then you eventually get to the point where that fundamental level stuff becomes muscle memory. And then you get better from there. And so um, the thing with team fight tactics is that the fundamentals are not a long list. You don't have to like practice them to, you know, it's not like a lot of, uh, a lot of crazy fundamentals. It's not like you're playing Starcraft or something like that. So the thing about, uh, about team fight tactics is that you just want to, um, make sure that really team, I was going to say it this way. Team fight tactics is like 20% luck and 80% or 20% luck, probably 50% uh, knowing what to do with what ends up on your board to choose from and 30% the luck of everyone else on the fucking board. Like there's so much random to it that it's really just knowing what the meta is, knowing what builds are strongest, keeping tabs on who's building what and making what you have work. But even if you know all that and you've mastered all of it, the problem with team play tactics and other auto chess games is that you can hit everything perfectly do everything exactly the way that you should yeah, make you zero mistakes and you'll still come in seventh place yeah like that's, I mean, just, that's just that's just the rng element but if but if you do if you do all this stuff perfectly and more often think, than not you will do you will win you better you will, win yeah 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 i mean it's just a a numbers game right yeah uh let's get one more in here Dr. Samurai asks, what game or movie would you like to have a voiceover part in? Actually, we'll do one more after this. This is a really good one that people didn't get a chance to like. Uh, Movie. Movie or uh, game voiceover. Movie, I'll go with Dragon Ball Z. I don't care which one you want to put me in, just any one. Um, and video game... Um, Ooh, man, I'm going to go Starcraft. Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, movie. Um, Oh, fuck. I don't even think I have a movie. I'd want to fucking voice do voice for, um, uh, but as for a game, I don't even know if there's one for that. I'm not, uh, put me, 
Make me make me a fucking random ass NPC in an Elder Scrolls game. There you go. Just some random fucking NPC. I'll be happy. Make me say some words. Uh, so last one will be this one. Joshua, Qu- uh, Joshua Kim asks, Disney's The Owl House has made a major step in the LGBTQ representation by confirming their first bi-female character, uh, all in which could lead to a gay relationship with the main character. Uh, it says Luz, L-U-Z here. I don't know if that's like fat-fingered the eye for Liz. I have no idea. Uh, queer content still bears a meaningful financial risk for networks as it can lead to international, uh, uh, censorship, but do you think other channels like Disney should follow these steps and would it hurt the ratings like a Chick-fil-A situation? Well, Chick-fil-A situation is totally different from what you're describing here, but like Chick-fil-A was just being fucking stupid. Um, obviously I think, I think that this... Um, I think that this question is similar to a bunch of other stuff when it comes to representation in, in, in movies and TV, from my opinion, and my opinion is that if it makes, if it functionally makes sense for the source material, then a hundred percent do it. Just don't do it for the sake of having the representation because that seems to do more harm then good. You get people upset with you for forcing it in the first place, and then you also get people from the community that you tried to have representation for sit back and go, well, we're only here because they wanted to put this in for, it was like the token, the token black guy, the token gay character, the token, you know, bi character, the the token whatever. So, um, I think that I think that what uh, what more people would like to see would be not just representation in roles, but also uh, stories being told where representation makes sense because they're part of the stories that are being told. Like I saw uh, comments on the trailer that we just watched for The Devil uh, All the Time, for example, um, where a, a bunch of people were complaining about how every character in the movie was white. Like, well, the book... Every character is apparently white. And you know why? Because it's taking place in the South during a time period in the States where basically everyone there was white. And so to just put other, for the sake of representation, is that necessarily awful? Maybe no, but it's not, it's not like, it's almost like getting an apology that you know isn't a real, a real apology. It's like they're doing it just because it's what you want to hear. You're, they're putting this character in here as uh, a different race or a different sexuality because it's what you want to have and not because it's for that role. And I think people would take it more seriously and be more comfortable with it the majority of the time if it was written for that specifically because now you're getting true representation. You're not just getting the same stories told by a bunch of white people over and over again. You're getting true representation because they were written for that type of character in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much the same. Um, if it makes sense, go ahead and do whatever you want. Like, I don't give a fuck if somebody's got purple skin. Uh, don't say that because they get angry if you say the uh, the I don't care if you're purple line now. What is what is that? What? Yeah. I don't care if you're purple line. Yeah. What is the, you know, like the whole, like, you know, like, I don't care what color you are. You're black, white, green, purple. 
You know, as soon as you veer off and say something like purple, people are like, oh, oh. hey, whoa, I'm sorry. Whoa. Hey, I, I whoa. don't care. I don't care if you're pink. There are no, there are no purple or pink people, Jeff, and thereby you are further marginalizing the people that are already marginalized. Okay, all right. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, listen, I don't give a fuck personally. I don't care what pe- I don't care about the actors or actresses, actresses, sexual orientation. I don't give a fuck about their skin color. None of that. As long as the character makes sense, go for it. Mm. I really don't care. The reality is studios need to play the game if they want to maximize profits. And so, you know, having somebody of color um, at a poster in China might not be the smartest thing to do. Um, That's why certain actors are very famous in China and they do or certain actors do horrible in China. Um, you know, there's a reason why Star Wars was marketed differently in China. Um, there, th- these are all realities of the industry and, you know, kind of like what we talked about before with somebody's belief system, with treating people poorly, whether it's women or sexual orientation, what is known in certain parts, uh, is okay, is not seen as okay in other parts. So they try and, and weasel around different things and, and they're trying to play the political game and not ruffle as many feathers as they can. I get that. I really do. The way I look at it is, you know, if you're going to turn a character that people love and there's like source material that everybody's everybody has, and you're going to turn that character gay just because you want to set, you know, you you want to you want to set, you know, you want to have that representation. I don't think there's a problem with that personally. But you can see why people, some people would get upset that it's not what they, what they are used to. Like, and I'm not saying because they're homophobic Mm. It's because the character has been ingrained in them in a certain way, in a certain light, it's what they're attached to. And then when there's a different representation for that character, they have a problem. Me personally, I really don't care one way or another, as long as the actor or actress is the right person for the job. I can look beyond that, no problem. I, I'm one of those people that just can. I don't care. Um, this is no different than taking a um, an Asian character, right, and whitewashing, quote unquote, what they say in Hollywood or whatever, whitewashing the character so that, like, hey, this was actually supposed to be uh, an Asian character, or um, um, you know, wh- wherever part um, their ethnicity, ethnicity, ethnicity. ethnicity um and they change it just to change it mm. you know i can see why people get upset about that but me personally it doesn't bug me you know what i mean if michael b jordan becomes superman right you know it's a black superman does that bug me no but would i get mad at somebody that's white or black saying fuck that bro my superman's white I'm not going to say they're racist for that. It's just, it's what they are. Hell, I'm used to a white Superman. It'd be yeah, kind of yeah. like, like a black James Bond, right? If, if Idris Elba became James Bond, like, yeah, like it'd be weird for me too. be honest with you. And I'm black. So like, I'm like, hell yeah. Like I love seeing black actors and actresses get more work in Hollywood. But at the same time, I also don't think that black actors and actresses uh, need to just uh, take parts 
from people just to have representation for the sake of doing it. It's like uh, that the Family Guy dude, right? The the that was voicing oh, the uh, yeah that, that was Cleveland, right? And he's like, I'm going to step down from voicing Cleveland to give a black you know uh, actor uh, the opportunity to voice the black character because the actor is white. I just think that's fucking stupid. If I'm just going to be honest with you, yeah, I love once again seeing brothers and sisters get more parts, but I mean, somebody shouldn't feel the need to give up like a couple of decades of work uh, to appease uh, people, the masses, because somebody white is voicing a black character. Uh, It's insane. It's actually insane. Like I've done tons of dubbing work and different things like that, like narration work and voiceover in almost all cases they're white they're like i'm like i'm literally voicing somebody that's they're like their their script and it's coming from their point of view and they're white and i'm black do i feel as though i don't deserve that because of my skin color that's insanity and it's the same way on the other side it's just ridiculous we're just at the point now where people are bitching and complaining for the sake of bitching and complaining. And everybody wants a fucking perfect world, a big kumbaya, and everybody's linking hands and high-fiving each other, and people are like, yeah, yeah, equal opportunity hour. Yeah, this this awesome movie on Netflix, it looks amazing, but where are the black? So dislike. It's like, are you fucking serious, bro? Get off your goddamn horse. All right, just fuck off. It's insane, dude. So yes, give people more representation, but make it make sense. Don't just do it for the sake of like you feel like you have to. It's ridiculous. That's my point of view. And that's how we're going to end it. It's another technical alpha, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for stopping by. Hit the like button. Hit the bell icon on YouTube. And like the video in the first hour. Comment in the first hour. Help us beat back the hands of the algorithm. Mm. They keep reaching in and taking everything and giving nothing in return. Uh, that goes a long way, so go ahead and do that. Also, patreon.com slash TV if you want to uh, be able to get in on financially supporting the podcast more directly. There are some perks for doing so. And, uh, you know, we always say, if you want to do that, go on over there and uh, give it a shot. Otherwise, uh, rate us on iTunes or wherever you can rate us. If possible, spread the word whenever you can. And thank you so much once again for all the support and uh, joining us again this week. Until next week, stay safe out there. And for the love of God, wear a mask. We'll see you soon. Peace! Peace!